On today's show, what's on the line for the Dallas Mavericks in Game 4 of their Western Conference Final Series against the Golden State Warriors? And the Mavericks will win if. We'll try to answer all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavericks. Let's go. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way to help us grow is to comment below. Let us know what you think. Mavs win in game four. Let us know what you think about this series so far. Answer some of the questions that we're going to be asking in this show. Comment below. And joining me, as always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com. The game for Fiend, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to all the Warriors fans listening to this pod and uh, commenting (laughs) and uh, Collecting our tears. It really helps uh, helps us grow the show, and it helps earn us money. So I really appreciate (laughs) that to Warriors fans. I'm going to start off with a really hot take. Oh, really, really, really hot. The maps need it's to a, breathe. And <laughs> it's a must. It's a must win game. for Wow. The so hot. There you go. I said it. So I said hot. it. Tonight's a must win game. They if they want a chance to win the title, if they want a chance to move forward, move past this round, they have to win tonight. Do you believe? Yes, sir. Do you believe? Yeah, everybody everybody believes. Uh, All right, today we're going to get into, like I said, what's at stake for the Dallas Mavericks, Uh, the best moment of the series, Luka's best moment of the series so far, and then if the Mavs win, what has to happen, and then a couple more questions we'll get into today. But uh, let's start with this. Is the Mavericks' reputation on the line? For this game four, if they get swept, is it different than if it's the gentleman sweep where it's, you know, you get the the one game and so then all of a sudden it's a five game series. You go back to Golden State for game six. Is that different than just straight up getting swept? Um, I don't I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I, I was, you know, I was thinking about this question uh, in the sense of, you know, is there anything that could happen in this game four? that would drastically change your opinion or change the league's opinion on a certain player or like a coach or a team. And I don't, I don't think so. Like I was trying to think of the extremes of, you know, if Jalen Brunson went for, I mean, I guess if Brunson went for like 50 and you know, they want, it's like, Whoa, <laughs> Brunson put up a 50 ball in the playoffs. Uh, but even if he has a really good game and we just saw him and Spencer have good games, but even if they had duds, I don't know if that's like changing a huge perspective on them. I think the only thing is like from a national, I don't think there's anything Luca could do uh, for, for us or for like Mavs fans, no. like good or bad. That would change anything about him. I do think from like a national perspective, since it is such a big stage, like if he did have like a dud type of game in an elimination game to where it felt like, uh, I'm just kind of like, uh, let me uh, head to Slovenia early type of thing. <laughs> I think he would get some backlash on that, but I don't think it's still not changing any type of, you know, like big takes about, I mean, we we already have some dumb enough takes as it is out there on the maps. <laughs> For sure. I'm personally offended at your use of the word duds over and over again, because that's Jared Dudley. So we, we got to use a different word than duds. If, if <laughs> <laughs> you needed some milk duds as you interviewed him, 
the other day. I should have. Hey, duds. Duds? Would you like some duds? I don't think that anything could change for Mavericks fans. Because you and I said this coming into this series. What, what, what would change? What would change for the Mavericks? What would change for the you know, the front office as we go into this this Warriors series. Like, let's say they get swept. I think we even probably said that. Let's say they get swept. What happens? Well, we still know all the weaknesses of this team. I think the front office still knows all the weaknesses of this team and knows that this is not a title-contending team right now. They have made their way, you know, to the Western Conference Finals through good matchups and had a chance, had a chance, but their margin of victory and margin of error is so small. We, we talked a lot about that yesterday against this Warriors team, and so far it's just gone the wrong direction for the Mavericks. Could anything change? Now, the national narratives will be all over the place. But Luca, if Luca does come out and have a bad game, not a dud, but but a bad, a bad game, and even just a bad game for Luca, then all of a sudden his momentum is just going down, right? It's all kind of about momentum. It's all about who's trending. It's all about the momentum of a guy. Like, who's talking about Trey Young right now? Remember last year when Trey Young was in the Eastern Conference Finals and it was all like, well, I don't know. Is Trey Young better than Luca? Is he better than some of these other young guys? And, you know, what about that trade? And you start going back to that. But with this year, if Luca does have a bad game, maybe that takes the momentum down. Like the the last couple of things that people will think about him is that dunk from Andrew Wiggins, right? <laughs> that that Luca yeah. even admitted was impressive. Is that the last thing? <laughs> is that the lasting memory of this series? Now, if he comes out, let's say he has like a 50 point game and goes out swinging, then all of a sudden maybe it it swings and changes that oh Luca is the guy that's just out there giving it his all and he's doing everything he can for this Mavericks team which should have been the narrative in game three because he had 40 points and you know should yeah. have had a bunch of assists and all that but I don't know I, I think the I think the Mavericks their feelings probably change if they don't get a game if they get swept that's probably that probably impacts them if we're just going to go away from national narratives and what we think about them for the Mavericks themselves, I think they will take it more personally if they get swept than if they get a game or maybe even two in this series. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that because I think most smart like national media people will zoom out really quick and say, oh, dang, I didn't expect them to get swept, but didn't expect them to we, be here. <laughs> we didn't expect them to be here either. Of like, I, you know, ever we all we all be, seen. We all seen all the predictions, you know, before the Sun series of everyone picking the Suns to beat the Mavs. And you understood it. 64 win number one team in the West. So and they beat that team. So, I mean, they we've been saying it. it's already a successful season whenever their season is up, whether it's, you know, tonight, whether it's in seven games or whether it's in the finals. We, I mean, we'll say it's it's a success already. So I, I don't I don't think anything huge. My biggest thing is. Just let's just not get hurt, type of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? no big off season in off season like consuming injuries in this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or in the, so, whatever, uh, how many, however many more games they play. Yeah, yeah. Th- at this point, you know, because that's a sucky thing about any like big time injuries in the conference finals. I mean, even the playoffs, but going into the finals, is if there's any big, you know, injury, it lasts until all the way through next season. But coming up, can the Mavericks pull off history? What would it take for the Mavericks to actually pull it off, pull off history to come back from down 0-3? Because no team has ever done it before. But no team had ever come back from down 3-1. 
And it's happened a couple times over the last couple of years. So what would it take for the Mavericks to do that? We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy for you. You pick two to five players and an over/under on their projections. It's super easy. You can go ahead, head to Prize Picks, and you just pick the over/under for the amount of times that you know Patrick Mahomes will be at Mavericks games. No, you get, you pick points. It's rebounds. It's steals. It's all kinds of stuff like that that you can pick. They're super easy. And then you go ahead to the bottom. And it says, all right, you want you want this, this, and this. Luka Doncic points in this game th- in game four, 33 and a half. Oh, big over. Steph Curry, 27 over. and a half points. I'm going over on that one too. Over on both of their points. I put down 20 bucks. I win 60. I put down a hundred bucks. I could win three hundred dollars at prize picks. And right now you can check out the offer that they have for our listeners. Um, where you can get $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the promo code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer. Promo code NBA, $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Prize picks, check it out and win the prize. <laughs> Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Lockdown NBA Big Board podcast and YouTube channel. Rafael Barlow is our guy. He's in DFW right now scouting the best. He's there talking to agents, having interviews. Uh, Richard Stamen is a.k.a. Mavs Draft on Twitter. Great stuff from them. Big boards and everything. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, Isaac Harris. History would have to be pulled off for the Mavericks to come back and win this series. Not to win a couple games. Not to win two games or even force a, force a game seven. I think that's that's happened before. A game seven's been forced when a team was down zero to three. But no team has ever come back and won. What would have to happen for the Mavericks to win this series? Well, when you're playing a team that's, you know, lost a a 3-1 series. So, um, you know, that could play in your favor if you if you do, you know, win a couple games. It could possibly get into their head, maybe, if we're just trying to be optimistic here. Um, but no, I mean, I think a couple of the obvious things is, you know, the role players that have to start hitting their threes. Um, for sure. I wrote down something just off the top of my head. I didn't do any stats on this to back this up of, you know, this would mean when or not, um, or how many times this, um, this has happened, but I want Dorian and Reggie to combine for more points than Dinwiddie. Interesting. And I think I, because I, once again, it kind of goes with like the three point attempts for Dorian and those guys of like, if those two guys are scoring more points than Dinwiddie, then that shows me that like, Lucas tallying up the assist. The offense is running smoothly. Like they're playing, they're playing 45. They're going to, you know, Dorian and Reggie are both going to play over 40 minutes, you know, tonight. So if they, if they can combine for more points than Dinwiddie, you know, in, in this game, games moving forward, if they can win tonight, then I think that is a good recipe uh, for them to pull off something. Yeah, that's super interesting. And I think it does just go back to the role players. It's everything that we said yesterday. I think in the, in the third segment of yesterday's show talking about, well, if the margin of victory is so small, the margin of error for this Mavericks team, what has to happen? What has to happen for the Mavericks to win games? And it's the role players just hitting threes, right? Bullock is shooting 33% in this series, which is not bad, but that means that he's had games where he shot well, and then he's had two games where he shot terribly. Um, Dinwiddie's actually shooting 36%. Um, Dorian is shooting 43%, but he's only taking 14 threes in this series. Kleba is shooting 14% from three. He's only taking 14 in this series so far. Um those three guys specifically just have to start going off. Like they just have to start going off the way that we saw them go off in the Jazz series, some of the Mavs, some of the uh, Sun series against the Mavs. Like those those guys absolutely have to go off. Uh, and then it's it's been the offense, right? Like it's been the offense in in Game One and Game Three that's been such a big problem. And so I think the threes just have to start coming down 
at a historic rate. And then, I don't know, you start hitting threes, and then all of a sudden it seems like when this team hits threes, the rest of their game comes together. Uh, and if they don't get destroyed in the third quarter like they did in game two, then you know this series could be could be a little different. But so far that this Warriors team has been way too good, way out talenting the Mavs, and they're just they've been here before, and it's just it's all coming together for them. You mentioned Maxi. The I mean it's an understatement to say Maxi's struggled in this series, but the fall off from you know the past two series, the past two series, Maxi has averaged ten points a game. Three point percentage in Utah series, he shot at fifty one percent, fifty two percent basically. Last series, he shot at forty six percent. First two series, field goal percentage fifty four percent and fifty five percent. This series, he sh- he's shooting fourteen percent from the field, fourteen percent from the three point line, and averaging two points in the series. Yikes! He has a total of six points after three games. Like that's just a huge, drastic drop off. For one of your, you know, one of your key rotation pieces in that, I'll, you know who has more points than Maxi in the series so far? Trey Burke. Trey Burke, seven no, points. <laughs> Maxi has six. Um, you know, I I think for them to pull off history, I think we would we would need one or two supernova Luca games. We would need a, you know, we'd need a like a fifty ball possibly from a Luca that if if the guys are not hitting their threes, you know, like normal, then you might have to have a supernova Luca game. And, you know, could that happen in game four? Could Luca come out and get two quick fouls on Wiggins early on, have a 15 point first quarter and then set the tone. And then we're looking up in the fourth quarter and, you know, he has 48, he's knocking down a couple free throws to hit 50 and the Mavericks, you know, take game four that, that could be a recipe for it. And so, yeah, the thing is, like we've seen him go off for 40 two two games in a row now. It's just it's the assist to me. So to me it's like still scores 40 but has like 15 assists. That's him going off I think in a, in a in a way that that changes it. Unless he has like a 20 point quarter. That's that's yeah. I think what what going off for Luka could mean is if it's if it's in the fourth quarter, it's in a third quarter where they need to change the momentum. He goes off for a quarter like that. We've seen him go off for quarters like that where he just dominates in his own way. And uh, yeah, he, he would have to have that. <laughs> he would have to have that at least, I don't know what, four more times <laughs> to do yeah. something like that to win this series. Agreed? <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Awesome. Uh, what's the stat that you've watched the most during this series? We, we talk a lot about the role players, three-point percentage, but what's a stat that you've been monitoring? So I've been watching the Steph versus Luka matchup yeah. and in in – kind of contrasting that with the rest of the guys. If you want to just say, hey, if you want to say Luca, Steph, you cancel each other out, which they haven't. So Steph's averaging 28, 8, and 8 on the series with a total of, if we just do points, total of 84 points in the, on the series. Luca's averaging 34, 7, and 5, total of 102 points. So doing the subtraction on that of total points for both both teams through three games, the Warriors have 263 points, the Mavs have 202 points. If you take away Luca and Steph's points, mm. that's a difference. That's that's a difference of 61 points that non non uh, non Curry Warriors have outscored non Luca Mavs. Wow, that's a that's a lot of points. You know, six, 61 points. That should get you after, three wins. <laughs> yeah, after after three games, that's that's a lot of points in that. And even just like breaking now, looking at like points per big game and looking after Steph and Luca. 
you know, it's wild that we've talked about the series that Wiggins has had, but Wiggins is their second leading scorer in this series. And he's averaging right around Brunson's averaging 20, Wiggins averaging 21. So let's just say, all right, Wiggins, Brunson, you equal each other out, yeah. which that's a problem in itself if Wiggins is equal out your second best player in Jalen Brunson. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's the next four guys after that. Then the Warriors have Poole, Clay, Looney, and Draymond compared to Dinwiddie, Bullock, Dorian, and Maxi. Mm. And like, just look at the difference in the style of plays in those guys of like Clay, Poole, even Draymond in a sense can put the ball on the floor. And, you know, especially Clay and, and, and Poole can, you know, they could drive and kick. They can kind of create for themselves a little bit. They can do, you know, Clay's doing the little one foot, you know, a fade away, Dirk fade there in the, in the paint and stuff. When you look at the other guys on the, on the other side, Maxi, Dorian, and Bullock, they're very defined roles. Like, Stand in the corner, stand on the yep. wing, catch and shoot threes. They're not really driving and kicking stuff. So I think you can look at it just a breakdown. That's just something I'm watching is the Mavs Warriors outside of Steph and Luka. How much are the Mavs losing that battle? And they're losing it by 61 points right now. Well, you just see the difference between those two teams just in that right now. Like they have the Maver- the Warriors have so many more players that can do more off the dribble, that can do more in space, that can yeah. do more one on one, that can do more however you want to put it. And that's how their offense is dictated. They can move around. They can, you know, whenever we we talk about, oh, the Mavs need more ball movement. The Mavs need more ball movement. Well, they get ball movement. Everybody stands in one spot and they they swing it around. And a couple players drive. Maybe it's Dinwiddie drives. Maybe it's Luka drives. Maybe it's Brunson drives and kicks. For the Warriors, it's like, well, this guy's coming off a back screen and this guy's doing this. And this guy's coming around a curl and this guy's cutting. And this guy is doing this because they, they can't get stuck in spots. The Mavericks players can get stuck in spots. Bullock can get stuck in spots on the floor where all of a sudden you give him the ball at like 20 feet and there's one guy in front of him. What's, what's he going to do? Right. And so is he going to take the jumper? He's taken a couple mid range jumpers and we've seen him work on them and we've seen him do it in the regular season, but I don't know if he's pulling up from right there all the time. Yeah. I don't know if Dorian's pulling up from, from 20 all the time. And so it limits the, the, the landscape or the like geography on the court where the Mavericks can actually operate. And the Warriors don't have that because they have guys that can just run all over the place and Poole can hit from anywhere and Clay can hit from anywhere and Curry can hit from anywhere. Uh, and for the Mavericks, it's just Brunson, Luka, and then Dinwiddie on, on some nights. But Dinwiddie doesn't even, I mean, he doesn't even have like the mid-range stuff. He's like at the basket or a step back three that has gone in at a rate that I did not <laughs> that I did not expect in this And series. he's actually not, you know, Dinwiddie hasn't had the, the worst of series, you no. know, like he's actually had, you know, a decent series there. He's averaging what, uh, on the series, Dinwiddie's averaging, I mean, he's averaging 15 points a game. He's the third leading scorer. And I mean, you would, you would wish that, you know, that was a little bit you know higher, but he had that really bad game too, but game three, he had 26 points. That was good. 17 points in game one. Um, 37% from three in a series. Yeah. So, so it, it hasn't been a bad series for him. It has been up and down, but you kind of expect that from him. Yeah. What's your stat? My stat I've I've been I've been wanting to to look at the stat that you just mentioned with between Wiggins and Brunson. It's simple it's simply just Brunson's like points. Where, where Brunson is delivering in this in the series so far, right? He had 14 points in game 1, not great. But he had 31 in game 2 and then he had 20 in game 3. We talk a lot about Mavericks need another guy to create. The Mavericks need another guy to get their own shot. Well, Brunson's kind of doing that. What what other player like, what would the, the the second all-star player be doing in this series? And is that really as big of a problem as, as we've been talking about? Or is it, or are there are different problems the Mavericks can address? Because Brunson has scored 30, he scored 20, and 
the Mavericks still lost those games like pretty handily. Well, I would want to look at, I would want to dive a little bit deeper into how Brunson got some of those points. You know, one of those games that maybe that 31 point game, he hit four threes in that game. How many of those, or five threes in that game, how many of those were catch and shoot threes based off Lucas' creation? Yeah, true. Um, so how much and- of, how much of these points are, based off him actually creating himself getting to the paint because that's what we've talked about they've really really needed a guy you know it's so good all-star level good that can carry the offense create on his own completely but i just i'll need i would need to dive into brunson's well and brunson had 20 of those 31 in the first half of of game two so that's a that's a lot (laughs) that's a big difference you need somebody to step up in the second half and uh, they haven't had that so far uh, but yeah, it, it's just Brunson and Brunson's scoring. And, and I'm, I'm still like, let's say they do pull off a trade this off season. Let's say they do pull off a trade where it's, you know, they get somebody, a, you know, a Beal or whoever like that. What does Brunson do then? Does Brunson just go back to being the six man? Like they're paying $25 million a year or something for a six man type role. Well, they're not getting, they're, I don't think they're getting anybody substantial without Brunson being involved. So yeah, then, then that's your answer, right? Un- unless it's like, a Rudy Gobert or something like that. Like it's a big diminished, and, a diminished asset or something. Yeah. Some, yeah, I don't feel weird calling him a diminished asset, but sorry, but I, I see what you're saying. Like, I don't know the what Rudy Gobert's tower. his trade values. The baguette. Would you, would, you, <laughs> would you rather a different nickname for him? <laughs> oh man. C- coming up. Let's get into, uh, the moment so far, the series for Luca and for the Mavericks team. And, if the Mavericks lose, this playoff run will be remembered by what? We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models for cars, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts that you can get and have to wait for at a chain store or a car dealership when you can get them shipped to your house and they're cheaper as well? Honda Odyssey fuel pump at a chain store, $353. From Rock Auto, only $216. That's saving you a bunch of money that you could spend on like a half of a Mavericks ticket in the upper bowl uh, for the for the Western Conference Finals. RockAuto.com prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets. Go explore. They're easy to use website today. Find the solutions for your auto part needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. In there, how did you hear about us, Box? They know that we sent you when you get something. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Isaac Harris. The moment of the series so far. Now, they've lost three games. It hasn't. There have not been a ton of, of incredible moments for the Mavericks in this series. But is there a Luka moment or a moment that stands out to you as like the moment of the series so far? Um, mine's not a single play, but I, I do think the moment of the series so far is the third quarter of game two mm. and that, you know, if, if they do lose tonight, that I think that's what we'll all look back on. I think that's what the team will look back on and be like, giving up the 19 point lead, getting outscored by 23 points in that second half, yeah, putting up 13 points in that third quarter and you were up by 19 with the chance to even the series and come back to Dallas 1-1 you know and steal one in Golden State a team that has has yet to lose at home this you know this postseason in the Warriors and you know you gave that up and it was you know was the, is that a moment where we look back on and be like ah oh, 
that was the moment they just they, they sunk them. they sunk their chance there. So I think for me right now that that's the that's the moment of the series. Yeah, that third quarter in game two was was wild. There's, I mean, they were two of eleven from three. It's like that's been their whole problem this whole series, yeah. this whole playoffs is they don't hit threes, and then everything else goes away with it. The defense goes away, the you know effort, the intensity, their offense just completely tanks, and it seems like that's that's what it's been. But Draymond got in foul trouble that that um, during that third quarter. There's just a lot of stuff that was 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 going on in that that was like okay, the, like Draymond picked up his fifth foul, with six minutes left in that third quarter, and you said okay. Here's a moment. The Mavericks could come back. Like their their momentum is completely gone, but let's see if they can get something back. And they just couldn't, right? They just couldn't get anything back. They only scored 13 points in that quarter. We're really going to look back at that one as one that really got away because I think it would change. If the Mavericks had one game two, they were up, like you said, 19 in that game. Wouldn't it change the whole Mavericks perspective and the whole Mavericks like, oh, yeah. attempt at, or the whole Mavericks like approach to game three and four, their confidence level, especially for a team that has, that's inexperienced, can't say young anymore, I guess, but inexperienced team, wouldn't they come in with way more confidence and maybe it changes, maybe it changes a lot for them. And then maybe it's, you know, tied two two at the end of this, instead of, you know, it could be three, one. It, you know what it would change too? It would have changed a little bit of the crowd. You know, I, I think sure. there's a difference. Sure. There's a there's a big difference and buzz in the arena when you know you you have your first home game of the series and you're down 0-2 to where you know a lot of the cat if you want to say casual fans, if they Casuals. even got if they got to come to the game because the yeah, tickets were right? so high. Um, you know, a lot of people were talking about after the game. We saw Jason Gallagher seeing different people tweeting about, you know, the kind of lackluster uh, crowd performance it in was. the AAC the other night. And it's like, I do think, yes, they, it could have been louder. It could have been rowdier. It could have been a lot more fun in the crowd, Prouder. but also, <laughs> yeah, but, but also Dallas, you know, the Mavs didn't, you know, really energize them a lot with their play and no. being down Oh two. So what would a crowd have been like if it was one, one and you're like, Ooh, there's blood in the water The the fans, you know, the fans smell that too. So, well, what was it? Sorry. What was that? What was the difference between a game, uh, game three and then game like six for the Mavericks against the Suns, right? That was just a, such a different crowd yeah. when the Mavericks all of a sudden, okay, they're down 0-2 to the Suns team. They're, you know, they're that game two ended in such a bad fashion that it just seemed like this Mavericks team had no shot to come back. Then all of a sudden they win game three, they win game four. The crowd is just like building momentum. They go back and they win game, you know, or they, they lose that next game, but then all of a sudden, okay, there's there's hope here. If they tie this, they go to a game seven. Game six was wild, I thought. Game six was an incredible crowd in the yeah. AAC. And so I, I think the crowd does feed off of that. Uh, the moment for me <laughs> is going to be Chuck riding the horse. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Charles Barkley riding a horse down the AAC plaza, like <laughs> down, down that, down Victory Plaza. Um are we gonna look back at this and think that Chuck cursed the Mavericks? No, because I might. No, I might look back at it. We might call that if, the Chuck. If Reggie has the Warriors, Chuck can have the Mavs. Like <laughs> fan, fandom is okay. Oh my gosh, Reggie just has any shooting guard that like reminds him of himself. He's like anybody that doesn't look like me, Luca, thick boy. No, that doesn't look like me at all. So I'm not I'm not for that. But yeah, yeah Ch- Charles Barkley picking the Mavericks is not is not never a good sign. <laughs> never a good sign at all. Anytime he picked the the Suns in the Sun series, the Mavericks won that game. <laughs> and uh yeah, so that'll be a moment to look back. But that was just an incredible moment as a fan. I was standing out there and just within everybody, I had my phone out and I was recording like just like a million other people were. But <laughs> to see him just walk down Victory Plaza on a on a horse and get up there and see Shaq like cracking up. 
Um, that was just a cool moment for the Mavericks. Like the Mavericks haven't been in the Western Conference Finals since 2011. I mean, it's been a long time yeah. for this team, and so that was an incredible well, moment. It's, cool. it's not. It's not going to be like a moment where you look back and say, "Oh, that was you know, incredible series." But it's a cool moment for Mavs fans. Well, it's, yeah, it's cool to see the whole TNT setup in, in Victory Park there. It's mm-hmm. like, man, you don't get to see this every, you know, every home Mavs game and see all those guys and, you know, pregame and courtside. I got to like, first time I ever got to meet Shaq and shake his hand and just say a few words to him and just standing next to him. The <laughs> It's your guy. Shaq. Right um, but literally for like an hour before the game the other night, I just stood next to him and his, you know, couple of his guys and seeing player after player, different media people. And he just, I got to see kind of up close, like how, how beloved and why he's loved so much by so many people, because he's such a nice dude to everybody. And it was like, man, that's really cool to see why everybody likes this guy. Yeah. That, um, that, even, that guy can't walk five feet without getting <laughs> stopped for something. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, I think, you know, if you want to do like Luca moment of the series so far, obviously when you're down Oh three, there's not any, you know, there's not a ton of great moments, but the, you know, the, the buzzer beater there in the first half yeah. at home, you know, a couple dribble moves before that, that was huge. The crowd erupted. That was a lot of fun. The logo shot there in golden state, you know, at the end of the second quarter yeah. and then the, you know, the trash talking to the fan on the front row and we were watching security, <laughs> you know, talk to the fans. stuff. So it's just, you know, there's a couple moments like that, but. You can't really relish in a lot of it when you're o three. It's maybe not a moment, but maybe the moment when when you and I were in San Francisco and we were in the you know Draymond Green's press conference between Game One and Two, and the way that Draymond talked about Luca, and then seeing yeah. him in Game Three when he was just like being wild and screaming at everybody and getting mad at, at Mavs players and like he was at the he was at half court like screaming at Tim Hardaway Jr. screaming at Sterling Brown and just mad. And then after that timeout, he comes back out there. And like hugs Luca, and they go, they go like you know real close to each other, and he like patted him on the back, and just like seemed like they were at terms at that point. To see the respect yeah. that Draymond Green has for Luca is was a, a moment to me, or, or something in in this series, because he's not a guy that like goes out there and just gives respect to anybody, right? It kind of has to be earned yeah. with him, and like Steph and Clay have earned it, and now I think Wiggins has probably earned it. And, even Steph respects the heck out of Luca too. Like even the the funny stuff with the shimmy. And, you know, stuff that, yeah. you know, he was talking about post game and, you know, yesterday and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, they, they respect <laughs> the heck out of Luke. It looked like in that moment, Luca was clearing up. You know, they it was a little tussled there. I, I don't think they showed it on the broadcast yeah, that, they didn't. you know, JTA, Toscano Anderson said something to Luca and they, you know, jaw back and forth. Then Draymond was yelling at and, and all this stuff. And it looked like coming out of that timeout, Luca was very adamant to tell Draymond and Steph, like, hey, this is what kind of happened. And you could see Draymond and Steph, like, all right, like, they, it's like they kind of understood, like, oh, that's what happened type of thing. So, you know, I saw like House of Highlights or somebody tweeted out, like, oh, Luca, Draymond, Steph, beef, and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, no, no. There's really. not. There's not. It's, it's not like the, the Suns guys. We don't know about. But. The Suns guys were like coming out, oh, Luka, yeah. right? I mean, it's just been so different night and day. And you kind of see like what it takes to be a champion to respect your opponent. And the Suns did not respect their opponent, right? You can <laughs> no. you can see from their fans. Now the Warriors fans. Well, you don't... got you got class on that side. I mean, <laughs> no, the, no, the Warriors to... fans don't respect the Mavericks, but they're not taking cues from their team because uh, the Warriors have, have been very respectful of, of the Mavericks. And uh, and it's just it's just been cool to see that that specifically Draymond with you know with Luca. That's been incredible to see. Um, can I ask you one last question before we go? If, if the Mavs, if the Mavs do lose tonight, because obviously if they, if they win and they keep on going, like, 
you know, we'll remember the Western Conference Finals of like, oh my gosh, they came back from you know three zero, and I mean, everybody will remember that for the history of the game. That'd be great. I'm, I'm down for that that <laughs> that timeline. But but if they lose and the season's over, how will Mavs fans remember this season? Yeah, and well, how not just the season? Let me rephrase it. How will they remember this playoff run, the 2022 yeah. playoff run? I think they'll they'll look back. It'll take a little time because there'll be there'll just be such. Oh, it was right there. I mean, we were we were right there. I mean, looking at these the Celtics Heat series right now, looking at all the just all the guys that have yeah. been injured, right? It's like Robert Williams is hurt, Marcus Smart is hurt, and then you know Butler is is hurt, and like Lowry is hurt, and there's just all this injury stuff going back and forth. It's like it's right there that that title could be right there for them. Um, but they're ahead of they're they're ahead of it, so it's going to take a couple of days, maybe weeks, for this team, this fan base to look back at this moment, and say, "Dang, that was super fun! Remember that Game Seven win, and we all yeah. went nuts. Remember when Lockdown Mavs was like was drinking and going insane on the on, on Lockdown Mavs?" Um, but there, there are moments like that, and think back to this was an incredible run, and this was the start of something because uh yeah. this 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 front this franchise and front office you heard Jason Kidd after game 3 like they did not expect to be here nobody expected them to them to be here they believed they could win and have you know good moments but i don't think they expected to be in the western conference finals so early there's still work for them to be done and the the comments from Nico Harrison especially you know to to you and the when we did when we interviewed him and then the other comments we've heard have have proven that they still think that there's work to be done and and th- i think that's going to give fans enough of a enough of an ease that they don't that this franchise doesn't look at this run and say, oh, okay, well, we don't have to make any moves. We were right there. Let's just, you know, make one little tweak and that that's all we have to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, I think if you want to look at it positive, if they do lose and saying, all right, if they did get swept, it's like, all right, well, that is a reminder that you're not just a little tweak away. Like this yeah, is a, right. a style. This is a team that's going to be there. And I think you have different options coming out of the playoffs of, all right, well, will you remember it as, them basically detonating the jazz and blowing that team up. Will you remember it as yeah, it depends on what happens. Yeah. Getting you know swept by the Warriors in the conference finals. Will you remember it as, and then I agree with you. I think when this is all said and done, if they, if they do lose this series at some point, I think it would be the Phoenix series. I think once time is removed from it, we'll always look back at that Phoenix series game seven on the road, blowing them out and like just the embarrassment of all that for the sun. So anyway, that's, lot of stuff there game four tonight if you have tickets go to the game don't be trying to sell them off to warriors fans i've been kind of worried about this that you know madison's like hey i got tickets i'm just gonna sell them and then there's gonna be a lot of warriors fans in there let's let's pack the place out let's let's make let's make the mavs proud to, to play at home and whether it's their last game in there or not like yeah let's let's show them that hey this this crowd is is real and to be proud of this mavericks team right like we've said Heck yeah after the Jazz series, everything else has been gravy, has been frosting, has been whatever sprinkles, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it, and uh, and yeah, still been a successful season for sure for this Mavericks team, and we'll be with you five days a week, continuing on all through the off season or through the rest of the series, however, whatever whatever comes first, I guess. So there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Now go make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA Monday through Friday in thirty minutes, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On. Mavs. Boom!